wonderful. Well, thank you for reading. Thank you for your welcome, everybody. I've, I can't say I was expecting to be welcomed by smashing an egg against my forehead. Uh, it's a shame we didn't have one of those on Monday. I think Madam Cancan and Daffy would have been good here on Monday night, wouldn't they? I don't know if you were here on Monday night. They would have sort of lightened it up a bit. It was, it was uh, wonderful to be here on Monday night, and it's great to be uh, here at last and to see such a, a church so, so full today. And uh, it is wonderful to be here. Now, I wonder who likes uh, getting cards and letters. Maybe it's your birthday. I know someone's had a birthday and probably had lots of cards, even this weekend, Isabel. See you there. And uh, others have had uh, birthdays. And I, I don't know if you like getting cards. We've, we've had lots of cards because we've come to a new place and come to a new home and people have been sending cards. And um, we had a very special card when we arrived here. Uh, let's see if this thing is going to work. There it is. Uh, that wonderful welcome card from everyone at CC Kids. So CC Kids, if you were involved in that card, thank you so much because it really warmed our hearts when we arrived in the house and there was a banner hanging and this beautiful card and then there were cards from others too. If you like getting letters and cards, well, the good news is that we have got a letter from God for us to look at over these next few weeks. And we've been introduced to that by uh, Bob Buttercup and, uh, and his team and that breaking news, that wonderful, that wonderful news. Um, it's the letter called the letter of uh, Philippians. There it is. Uh, Paul's letter. It was written by Paul, the Apostle Paul. He might have had his long hair, as we saw on the screen. Who knows? Uh, and it was written in about AD 62 to a church in a place called Philippi. Uh, most excitingly, it's actually a letter from God uh, to us in 2021. And it's a letter that we hope and we pray and trust that God will speak into our lives over these coming weeks as we look at this letter. Uh, written uh, to, to a church in, in Philippi in, in a place called Greece. Some of you have been on holiday to Greece. Some of you now suddenly get excited because of the new news that we can go wherever we like almost. And, and you'll be going off to, to Greece soon. Well, Philippi was in Greece. It was the first place where the gospel, the good news of Jesus, arrived in Europe. So it's an important place. And uh, in Acts 16 that we had read, we get a little bit of a glimpse into the planting of that church 10 years earlier before the letter. Uh, and and um, so we just kind of have a little think about that church in Philippi in a moment. But first, I just need to learn a few things about Christ. I mean, I've been learning some stuff already. Like you like getting people to whack eggs against their heads and uh, you like to have fun and laugh. Let me just, if you are, can I just say, if you're 10 or under... If you're 10 or under, could you just stand up? 10 years old and under, stand up. If you're 10 years old or under, I'd just love to see you. Have a look around. Everyone can see the 10-year-old and younger. Brilliant. Okay, you have sit down. If you are 80 or over, don't have to stand up, but put a hand up, put an arm up. I'd love to see if you're 80 or over. Can't believe some of you are 80. Yeah, round of applause for the 80 years and over. Because usually the kids who get the applause, so that's good. Okay, now if you've got... Dark hair, stand up. Love you. Love you. Just stand up. You've got dark coloured hair. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you very much. I went off. Certainly, if you haven't got, if you've got no hair, that's fine. Um, if you've got blue eyes, would you like to stand up? If you've got blue eyes, let's see. See around. I, you can stare into each other's blue eyes. Lovely pools of delight. Have a seat. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, would you like to stand up if you like football? As you like football, stand up. There's, good, good. There's not enough. Okay, have a seat. Stand up if you really don't like football. 
<laughs> we'll still be friends. Have a, have a seat. Brilliant. One more. Uh, stand up if you, if you love Marmite. Brilliant. I, I know that the rest of you hate it. So do have a seat because you either love it or hate it. Brilliant. Well, we could do that all day, couldn't we? But what have we just learned? What have we, learned? we have learned that the church is diverse and different. This beautiful group of people standing in front of me, uh, sitting in front of me, Christ Church, church family, you are different. Different ages, different stages, different backgrounds, different colored skin, different colored hair, different colored eyes. Uh, you, you have different preferences. You like things, you don't like other things. And, and yet, we are here together because of Jesus Christ. That is the beauty of the church. That's why Paul, when he writes, he writes to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus. And when he writes to those people, he has got particular people in his mind. He could have been writing to, to us. All God's holy people, different and diverse, and yet united in Jesus. And so let's just go back to that church in Philippi. Um, we had that first account read, and it was of a particular lady called Lydia. Lydia was a professional businesswoman. She would have been bright and intelligent and wealthy. She had a house that was large enough for the, for the church to come and meet in her house. Um, and Paul uh, was arriving in, in, in Philippi. She, he went to the river. And he found Lydia there because she was a person who, who knew something about God. And Paul explained to her all about Jesus, the good news of Jesus, how Jesus had come and lived the perfect life and died for her and risen again, sent her to heaven, wanted to send his spirit on her. Uh, he explained the gospel to, to, to Lydia about Jesus. And she, the Bible says, God opened her heart and she believed. She put her trust in Jesus. And her life was never the same again. She was baptized. And the Bible says it with her household. So here's the first member of the church, Lydia, professional businesswoman with her household, and they, she invited them back to stay because she had a big enough house. Uh, they didn't have buildings like this. They just had their own houses, and the church met in her house. There's Lydia. Now, we didn't have time to read the rest, but I would encourage you to read Acts 16 today if you can because there was a second person uh, who was very unlike Lydia. She was a slave girl. There was a young slave girl who was... Uh, controlled by an evil spirit and controlled by evil people who want to exploit her because she was a vulnerable young woman. And Paul met her and Jesus set her free. It's a wonderful story. Jesus sets her free from the evil that is dominating her life. And she becomes the next member of the church. You've got Lydia. You've got this young slave girl. We don't know her name, but, but Jesus sets her free and brings her into the, to the church. And then we've got a third story, and this is a really exciting story, so it's worth uh, reading and, and rereading again this afternoon. Uh, and the third member of the church is, uh, we don't know his name, but he was a, a jailer. You see, the people weren't happy when Paul had set that, that slave girl free. The people who owned the slave girl and were making money from her, she, they weren't happy. So, so they took him into court, him and Silas, and the magistrate decided they were going to beat Paul, punish him and Silas, and throw him into prison. And there he was in prison, and they were put in stocks. And if you know what stocks are, but their legs are stuck in irons, and you can't move. And do you know, as you read Acts, you'll see, I don't know what you think they were doing, because there they are, beaten and bruised and, and imprisoned. And, and they might have been crying because they were hurting, or they might have been complaining because it's just not fair that there they are in prison, they haven't done anything wrong. But if you read Acts 16, you'll know that they, they were singing hymns. They were worshipping Jesus at midnight in the prison and the, the guards could see it, the, the prisoners could see it. 
and then the real action happens because there's an earthquake. You know, an earthquake comes, uh, there's, there's the, the, the walls shake, there's a loud noise, the, the, the doors fly open in the prison, and their stocks fall off, and they're free to go. And all the prisoners could have rushed out. And the, the prison jailer, uh, his responsibility was to keep the prisoners secure. And, and if a prisoner escaped, the prison guard would take the penalty that the prisoner deserved. So this prison warden, he knew that they'd all escaped. He was going to kill himself. It was a terrible thing. And Paul shouts out, stop, don't harm yourself. We're all here. And this jailer, he's heard them singing hymns. And he's seen the earthquake that God has sent. And now Paul explains to them all about Jesus, how much he loves this prison warden and his family, how much he's done for him. And the prison warden, his heart's open too, and he, he believes what Jesus has done. And him and his whole household are, are baptised that day. And they become the third member of the church. So here we've got this amazing church in Philippi, just like this. God is doing his work. We've got a professional businesswoman. We've got a, a, a young slave girl. We've got a rough uh, working bloke. Uh, and their families have been brought together in Jesus. And the church in Philippi is planted. Oh, praise God for that amazing thing. That diversity of the church. And, and of course, this is us. This is God's church still. As I look around, as we did that, that, that little survey early on, we see diversity, difference. And yet the thing that unites us is Jesus. And Philippi, this, this letter, we're going to have a little look at it in a moment, uh, the, the beginning of it, uh, takes us and points us uh, to Jesus uh, where we find rich joy. Uh, in the Lord. And so in a moment we're going to look at just the first couple of verses of, of uh, Philippians, but the band are going to come back up uh, and uh, lead us in a, in a, in a song uh, that reminds us of the joy uh, that we find in Jesus. One, verses one to six. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Tabitha, very much indeed. Brilliant. Now, um, just while I remember, because uh, otherwise I'll forget later on, um, the church is wonderfully diverse, different. Your faces are all going to be new to me. I'm beginning to see some more than others. And, and, uh, but I would love, love to meet you, as many of you as possible, uh, particularly in these last first sort of two or three months, uh, uh, just as a one-to-one -one or a one-to-two, just to hear a little bit about your life and, and to have a little bit of a, a conversation about how, uh, how you came to faith and, and what the things that are encouraging you in, in your walk with the Lord and, and, uh, and so on. So if um, you might have got an email uh, from Anil saying, meet the vicar, uh, do sign up. Quite a few of you already have, which is great, uh, but I'd love to meet as many as, as, as possible. So if you're not quite sure uh, how to do that or if you're not really au fait with online and booking, then I know that uh, Steve and Anil are around um, with, a, with an iPad today, so could 
book you in uh, even, even today uh, if you're able to stay, particularly for the barbecue. Brilliant. Well, I just wonder very quickly, what makes you happy? You know, a very quick question. Wonder what makes you happy? Let's uh, just pop this first slide up just so we can see some happy faces. And uh, is this, is this going to be on? Can anyone tell me what, what makes you feel really good? What makes you, you happy? Come on, let's get some girls at the back here. Singing. Singing. Yeah, it is wonderful, isn't it? Playing with my friends. Playing with your friends. Lovely. Yeah, that is brilliant. Just, do you, do you have something? Cheese. Cheese. Brilliant. Yeah. That, do you think that's why they say, say cheese just before a photo? So you smile. Just because you like cheese. Oh, yeah. Reading. Reading? Reading Harry Potter. Reading Harry Potter. Oh, we've got another one next to Drumming. Year. Drumming. Well, you do that brilliantly. We love that drumming today. Thank you. Anybody, anybody else? What makes... Oh, hey, Jacob. Jesus. Aww. Jesus. Good answer. High five. Yeah, for your dad and for me. Brilliant. Right answer. Correct. I mean, no, they're all right answers, obviously. Right. What, what, what makes you happy? Playing football. Playing football and probably watching it when Liverpool win. I like your Liverpool kit. Not my favourite team, but that's fine. Uh, anybody else? Oh, yeah. Um, sports. Sports. Playing? Yeah, playing sports. Okay, you got a favourite? Basketball. Basketball. Wonderful. Brilliant. Great. Well, look, there are loads of things, aren't there, that are brilliant to do, and they, they give us some happiness, some, some joy. I, th I think the word happy and joy are pretty much the same. Sometimes happy feels a bit superficial, joy feels a bit deeper. Uh, but the content, what makes you happy, what makes you joyful, is what really matters. And this letter that we're looking at in the next few weeks, the letter of Philippians, is all about what makes you joyful, what brings deep and rich joy. Even when life is hard, and, and, and we're all sort of upbeat today, and it's all happy, and I realise that, and we're, 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 we're talking about joy, and, and, and yet Paul is writing from a place of imprisonment. There's no football, there's no sport, there's no family around him, there's no friends, probably no cheese, and he, he is exuding joy in this letter because he has his priorities just right. He, he knows exactly what really matters, and so even in the darkest times, there can be a, a sense of joy, even in the midst of tears, and of course, there's lots of tears in the Christian life. So let's just very briefly look at that. I've got three letters uh, here, they're addressed to Christchurch family, and they say, do you want to be happy on them? Anyone like to come and open my first letter? Who would like to come and open my first letter? Um, yes, why don't you come here with your glasses? That's it. Brilliant. What's your name? Josie. Josie. I like your smile t-shirt. Do, do you want to open that? If, yes, we'd have a drum roll, wouldn't we, if we were... Oh, it's all a bit stuck, isn't it? Oh. Rip it open. That's it. <laughs> if only it was exciting, what was in there? <laughs> so that's it. Excellent. Well done. Okay, do you want to pull it out? Pull that out. Okay, open it up. See what it's. Can you hold it up so it faces outward? Who knows what that is? A letter. J for Jacob. Well done. Or a J for the right answer. It's always the right answer. Oh, if this thing works. oh there it is. J for Jesus. Brilliant. Jesse, why don't you just have a seat down there, just because we'll need you in a moment, so you, but I don't want you to have to ache your arms. Um, 
Just If you've got a Bible, Philippians 1 uh, starts like this. Uh, if you haven't, let me read it to you. Philippians 1 says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And as you read through Philippians, you'll see that, that it is Jesus who fills this book. And of course, it might be stating the obvious, but Jesus is at the heart of our faith. You know, it's not really about, uh, not, certainly not firstly about coming to church as an activity. It's not even about worldview and having satisfying truths to believe. It's not about uh, a lifestyle. All those things are part of a Christian, uh, but it is about Jesus. Knowing Jesus as your friend, as your saviour, as your Lord. Knowing Jesus in your heart, having him central in your life. That is uh, what Christianity is. And, and that is what Paul had right in the centre of his life and centre of his heart and wanted that for the church to have Jesus at the centre. Putting him first. Uh, it always leads to joy. It leads to suffering. We'll see that in the letter. But even in the midst of suffering, it can lead to joy in the Lord, just as we sung uh, now. Brilliant. I've got a, a second uh, letter. Who would like to come and... Open that letter. I think, why don't you come right from the back there? Yeah, with your hand up. No, little girl, on your dad's. That's it. So you've not. Okay, do you want to open this? What's your name? Abby. Abby, lovely name. Right, see if you can open that. Pull that. You pull one way, I'll pull the other. Oh, good pulling. Good. Excellent. That's it, Abby, keep pulling. You pull that bit, I'll whip it on there. Let's see, right. Get that out. Well done. It's open. See if you can pull a bit of paper out. That's it. Okay, I'll take that. The rubbish. Good girl. See if you can open it up. See if you can hold it up. See who can see what it is. Oh, that's it. What is it? Oh. Oh, oh good phonetics. Excellent. Right, do you want to go and stand next to Jesse? Josie? Jesse? Jesse. Right, we've got a J and we've got an O. What does the O stand for? It stands just in case we'll keep moving. Uh, for others, you see, uh, Paul, after he loved Jesus, loved the church because he knew that Jesus, uh, his body was the church, is the church. And so when he loved uh, Jesus, he inevitably started loving uh, God's people. Uh, do you remember Lydia and the slave girl and the jailer and their households? Paul just loved them. That was his priority. He, he knew that, uh, that, that they mattered more than anything else in his life. Uh, he, he wanted to, to teach them and share with them and uh, be with them. We'll see that in the letter. And he describes them. He says, uh, I thank my God, this is verse 3, every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. And that partnership word is an important word. It's koinonia, it's a Greek word. It means fellowship, communion. And Paul, although he's not with them, he still has fellowship with them. So, in, so, so Beryl's going back off to Senegal next week. We won't see her for a while. She'll be a long way away. And yet we'll have koinonia. We'll have fellowship together with her. We'll still be able to love her and she'll love us here at Christ Church. And we'll be able to pray for each other and be in communion. And so uh, if we're going to be joyful, Jesus first, 
others, our, our, our view outwards is so important. Uh, experiencing and, and if we want to experience joy. So, uh, we've got one more letter. I need one more. Uh, oh, oh, actually, I asked you a question, so I'm going to have the boy right at the back, because you haven't been up, so why don't you come? Brilliant. Well done. What is your name? Benedict. Benedict. Wonderful. If you want to just rip open that envelope as far as you can, as far as you can. That's it, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Yes, he's got it open. Well done, Benedict. Is that out to that? Yeah. Last bit. Excellent. There we are. So now, here you put a thumb along the bottom. Oh, no. oh. that's it. Yeah. Tear it along. Well done. Good. Done it. Nearly. Yeah. Yeah. Done it. Yeah. Nearly done it. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. I wonder if we can guess what is coming out of here. I expect we can. Hello. <laughs> right. Hold that up and see what letter it is. Hold it around the other way. Anyone want to see what that is? What letter is that? It's a Y. Right, now you need to go come down and stand here. Now we need to get you in order now because I'm a bit sort of, is that correct? This come, come and stand here. Right, can you hold that right up? Hold it as hard as you can. Let's see. What did it say? Should we all say it together? Joy. Joy. Brilliant. Well done, guys. Okay, hands down. I mean, you can put them down. Let's give them a big round of applause as they head back to their. Thank you. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Benedict. Good job. Is that your brother? Brilliant. Okay, so so uh, uh, here we go. This is this is this is the, the priorities. This is the secret of joy. Uh, it's uh, if you put Jesus first, uh, others next, and yourself last. That is the Bible secret of joy, of true happiness. That was Paul's mindset. That was his order of priority. And we see it through uh, this letter. And, and, you know, he doesn't have to worry about himself because he knows he is utterly secure in the love of Christ. So, and when you're totally secure in, your, in, the, in the love of Christ, that God is going to look after you, well, so you are liberated then to, to look out for others. So you put your trust in Jesus, that you discover that liberating uh, power to then love others and knowing that God is going to look after you. Uh, joy, Jesus first, others second, yourself third. That is how uh, you will find lasting joy in whatever circumstances uh, we find ourselves. Because it doesn't mean you, you don't look after yourself in terms of rest and renewal and recreation and those things which are good for, for, for us because God's designed it that way. But I don't think that's normally our problem in this world. Because the problem of this world is exalts number one, exalts you to be uh, the most important. I'll do what I want, when I want, however I want, with whoever I want. Uh, no one's going to tell me what to do because I'm at the center of my world. And Jesus inverts that and says, no, Jesus, God himself is, is at the center of all things. And then he causes our hearts to look outwards uh, and then knowing that he will care for us. So that is the secret of joy. What do you do if you invert the order? You get yodge. Okay, I don't know what yodge is, but it's not good. And who would want yodge when you can have joy? Okay, so, so let's be people of joy. Let's be Christians who, 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 who are not settling for, for yodge, but who long for joy. And, you know, that requires a daily reorientation. Because our natural selves will invert that order. 
And so every day when we get up in the morning, uh, we've, got to, we've got to just pause at the beginning of the day and say, Jesus, I want you to be number one in my life today. Please help me to keep you as number one. And Jesus, help me in, in, as I cross people's paths, whether it's people at home or at work or, or just in the street, Lord, give me a heart of love for these people. Help me to, to live uh, looking outwards to them. And Lord, help me to know that my life is secure in your grace, so I don't need to, 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 to worry about that. Joy in Jesus. That's the message of Philippians. That's what we're going to be looking at over these, these coming weeks. Uh, I pray that for yourself and for myself, for us as a church, that we would be people of joy. We're going to respond. Let's just, just have a moment of response to pause, uh, just to reorient our hearts, perhaps even now, just before God, as the band comes up, uh, they're going to lead us in a, in a great song of, of joy uh, to close. So just have a moment of quiet, just between you and God, uh, asking him to shape your heart that it would be full of joy as you put Jesus at the center. Father, thank you for this church. Just as the church in Philippi was made up of different people, uh, thank you that you've united Christ Church here uh, in Jesus. And we pray that Jesus would fill our hearts, and fill our church, that he might be at the center of all things and that we might live lives of love for him and then love for others, secure in that grip of grace and love that you have for us. Make our church a church of, full of Jesus and full of joy, we pray. For we ask it in his precious name.